0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to buy Sleeper. You already play Fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to Sleeper.com SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And next, we're brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they are offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And also make sure to check out our brand new Discord server. It is the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord.
1: Howdy ho, Degenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 171. I forgot, like, this is how well-prepared I am. I, the person I planned on dedicating the episode to, I already forgot who it was. Uh, it was one of our Degens. Uh, it was Chad. Chad in our SGPN uh, Discord channel, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord to find us um that's where all the cool kids hang out now um i believe it was chad who said he wants to wants to be like jeff fox or be jeff fox so <laughs> i'm going to send this out to him because like you got to have uh, higher standards than that dude um you need a lot of help if you want to be the mess that's, that's jeff fox but um anyhow i'm flattered nonetheless and i am jeff chocks fox aka jeff corky fox whatever you want to call me. I'm one of the hosts of this year podcast. Thank you for coming to it. Um, I'm going to say this episode is the bizarro world episode because Jeff chalks myself did not I um, actually got outperformed by my co host That never happens. Um, so that's what makes this a bizarro world. My, my co-host actually uh, out earned me out won me got more. He didn't get more picks, right? Uh, we were equal there, but he made a few more bucks, which normally is not the case. Um, We'll bring him in. We'll let him uh, puff his chest out a bit. Uh, he's the one known as Gumby God, and he's actually um, earning that as, as of uh, last weekend. It's Mr. Daniel Vreeland.
0: Two things. So first okay. of all, it's it's not as rare as you make it sound. You make it sound much more rare than it is.
1: It's rare. I um, I could go. I could. I could go back and check if you want. But go ahead.
0: And, and also, I I will say this too. Uh, you know, like we obviously do the show, uh, for our picks on Wednesday and Thursday. If yep. you if we waited a little while on some of those picks, the lines yep. actually got way better. Um yep. we'll we'll talk about Dustin Jacoby later. Dustin yeah, Jacoby, it closed as a dog. He closed as a dog. What what is that? Um incredible there. Uh I think Lauren Murphy's line got a little bit better because I kind of thought the casual money was gonna come in on uh Misha Tate. So we'll talk about that one. Oh, also, real quick uh shout out to uh to another guy in our Discord, uh GH Derek. Uh, who, uh, said that he has gotten a 31% ROI since he started listening to us. So yes, that's, sir. uh, you know, that that's not nothing either. So shout out to Chad and shout out to GH Derek.
1: Uh, you have to go back six events bef- uh, for the last time you actually
0: beat me, Dan. So it okay, is so that, rare. So, so it's been a while, but I'm not saying it's ra- not rare <laughs> and then, overall.
1: <laughs> and, then, and then the week week before that we tied, and then I beat you, and then the week before that you beat me, So, there so you, I had beat you needs. in you beat had, me twice in the past about nine or ten weeks. So yeah, you're doing but that, good.
0: But I, that was 20%. two out of three. Two out of three weeks, there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: True. You've gotten dumber since then, apparently. But no, it, it was a good. Uh, like I said in the in the Discord. Um, it seemed like people were struggling in there. So I, I told them they're all a bunch of traders because if, uh, if they're actually listening to our, our podcast and following our advice, then they should have made a lot of a buttload of money on the weekend instead of like whining about losing money. Uh, a, f- a few people, like you said, came out and thanked us, but too many of them uh, use their own brains, Dan. And that's, that's not what we preach. Right here. You're <laughs> supposed to follow us, follow us
0: blindly. Well, I money. think, I think some of it too was like, there was just like a couple of spots where like, we really liked props and those props didn't come through. Um, yeah, that's true. And, you know, like some Dgens take their $100 that's mandatory to bet on every single fight and don't just take the money line like we we do typically. Um, but, like, you know, Dustin Jacoby, like we talked about already today, I thought for sure he was going to play, like, a safe kind of fight, not really go for it and wind up with a decision. And my God, if that was not the case.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. And a super fan, even Superfan Jong, had a bad night because he was chasing that clv he's all about clv that guy but we should call him <laughs> uh, we should come clv instead of chasing you know following our picks he's all about clv so anyhow if if, if you guys want to go if you're not in there already and you want to get into the discord to tell us how great we are sports slash discord so i had someone in there thanking me for helping him win lots of money in dfs and then i had a mouth breather over on reddit ask me if i ever win because my dfs picks are the worst so how can two things be true uh, the, <laughs> say, the same the same week dan
0: I, one of those I, things cannot be true i don't i don't i don't know how that works no <laughs> I, I will tell I, you hmm. i was pretty bummed out cuz my dfs lineup was uh slotted to make some some pretty nice gains uh and then uh the main event happened which we'll get into in a second and i had ortega yeah. And just like the worst circumstances ever, man. Yeah,
1: you shouldn't have I had, had Rodriguez in my DFS. So oh, what a
0: what a brilliant call in your approach. It person. was. <laughs> it was.
1: All right. Well, as you can tell, we we're pretty amped up because we had a good um, a good time at making some money off of um, last weekend's event. So let's dive right into it after I tell you, of course, about win. Make sure you get down on wins bet fifty dollars win two hundred dollar promotion, where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. They reduce juice in baseball games, makes them the best place to bet MLB. So obviously, listen to the MLB gambling podcast as well on this here network. Uh, so you know what to what to um, bet on, uh, reduced juice and all that jazz. I guess baseballs can take a little break soon, but there are, obviously they have lots of All Star uh, game bets up there for sure too. Um, plus. WinBet is, has the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 or more on sports casino before July 31st. So you've got two weeks exactly, if you're listening to this on Sunday, uh, to get in on this. Uh, you, so you bet $500 or more on sports or casino, and you get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. That would make you a legend. Uh, multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a play through Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And I did mention baseball. We, we, as in SGPN, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, are running a Home Run Derby contest for next week's Home Run Derby. It's a free Home Run Derby contest. That's the key thing, free. And it is exclusively on the SGPN app, which you should all have on your phones at this point. Um, winner gets a $200 gift certificate to the SGPN store. So Home Run Derby, get get the SGPN app, find find the uh, under Contest, the Home Run Derby. Enter, you win $200 in SGPN swag. So you can get all your MMA Gambling Podcast um, clothing needs. Dan, who's going to win the Home Run Derby?
0: I gotta probably go with Pete Alonzo again. He's like I know it's derby guy. such a, like a boring pick, and he's he's up against Cunha in the first round too. And yeah. so like I want Acuna to win, but like I don't know. The, the dude seems to have his like pacing and and swing yep. perfectly yep. down.
1: Yep. Home run derbies are his are his thing. So uh, our thing is winning money at UFC on ABC Ortega versus Rodriguez because. We took both took different routes to it, but we both had um, both had a good night. So, uh, which is interesting. It means there was a lot of different avenues to make money uh, this weekend. If if you and I both did well and we uh, had different picks than one another.
0: Yeah, yeah. In in there, I think it was just that there were like. A lot of like very live dogs on this card. Like, I, I, there were a couple of times where I thought about taking more, and we'll, we'll talk about a couple of the ones we missed on. Yeah. Um, and, and heck, there's one that we got that was a favorite who maybe shouldn't have won too. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all of that, but yeah, I, I think that's why there's a lot of avenues to win. A lot, a lot of dogs, as long as you played a couple, you were in good, good shape
1: let me see um according to our picks five dogs came through but if if you want to count the jacobi one six six dogs came through so that's half the cart had dogs which is pretty wild so jeff chalks flocks should not have done well but he he hit on two big dogs so that's the thing and we you hit on three i hit on two if you want to count jacobi we we can add another one to both of both of us for that one um but we didn't hit on little dogs either. We hit on big ones. Like the smallest one was you. You had a plus 125 going through, and I had a plus 132. Like that's not a small dog. That's, no. that's a nice sized dog.
0: Yeah, those are those are nice. Uh, yeah. And obviously the, the Jacoby one was what like plus 100 or plus 105 yeah, by, by yeah. Time. But like, but still, you know, like that's you know, and that's that's like the fifth best dog that cashed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Such a good, um, a good swing. Um, yeah, Jacobi's, the swing and Jacoby was, was pretty well. But anyhow, let, let's get into it. This uh, went down uh, from Long Island, Elmont to be exact. Almost 17,000 people uh, in the UBS arena for this event. Um, they saw a bit of a bummer of a main event. It was fine for me because I, I got it right. Yair um, Rodriguez beat Brian Ortega via shoulder injury, 4-11 uh, to the first round. Um I, Rodriguez seemed to be getting the best of it on, on the feet, Is uh, piecing up Ortega, even though he, he did get cut himself. Ortega got him down. Um, Rodriguez, what, I think had Ortega in a, a, a loose submission. Ortega pulled out and his shoulder popped out. So it wasn't really an injury that Rodriguez directly caused. So you, you can't really... Um, claim he, he won fair and square well he, he won fair and square but you can't really uh, claim he, he won um, by anything other than stupid dumb luck but I will take the plus 132 anyhow there um, I disagree with Ortega saying he was winning every part of that fight which was not true he might have been winning near the end there um, but, but Rodriguez was, was piecing him up who knows if he could have lasted 20 another 20 minutes getting uh, lit up by Rodriguez and Rodriguez uh, ex- doing pretty good on the ground himself
0: yeah i don't even think he won he was winning on the ground um no well like he, like he was, he was only, the one
1: that was getting submitted and had to pop yeah, he, out so.
0: he was only there for a second and also i will say this what well, rodriguez did did directly lead to the shoulder dislocation yeah it's true it's but true. but at the, at the same a freak time thing. yeah yeah it was a freak thing it wasn't like you know, it's not like when somebody hits an arm bar and hyperextends somebody's yeah. elbow or something like that. It was, yeah. you know, Ortega pulled out at a weird angle and clearly must have had some pre-existing shoulder issue that yeah. maybe he knew about and maybe he didn't. But, like, it it clearly wasn't just, you know, Jair Rodriguez was holding on to his wrist hard enough that they, like, combined to pull his arm out of joint. Like, it was, yeah, um, yeah it was freaky. It, it kind of feels a lot like Jan Blankovich versus Alexander Rechich. Like the winner should have been perfectly in line for a, yeah. a title shot. And the way it ends just kind of feels like it isn't going to happen now. Right. Like, yeah. do, do you feel like they're going to line up Yair and, and Volkanovsky after that? No. I've,
1: uh, Dana White was asked, um, and he, someone suggested this to him, and he seemed to be, um, came for it that if Volkanovsky, well, he, he's getting surgery. Um, if if surgery is going to keep him out for a while, maybe do an interim title fight between Rodriguez and Josh Emmett, perhaps. Yeah. It, they, they, don't, they don't seem to outright want to give Emmett a title shot. So maybe that's the best he, he can hope for at this point.
0: Well, and, and I have been saying anyway that, like, if neither of those two are, like, a real easy, clear-cut contender right now, which yeah. it, I'm going to be honest, after their last fight, I actually think Emmett's the better contender of those two. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and But, like, if you don't want to give either of them a title shot, let Volk go fight Oliveira and have those two fight for either an interim or a number one contender fight. That's that's probably what I'd do with it.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it sounds like he's gonna be on the shelf for a little bit, so may, the, they'll go to their fallback plan, which is always uh, interim title fights.
0: Yeah, it'll co-main event something.
1: Because <laughs> uh, unless they want to give, yeah, you don't hear about Arnold Allen. He he would be the only other name I would I would think would. I think would it's be just because he's like
0: line. he's like the least. Active featherweight
1: in the world, I think. That's yeah. probably why. Not knowing the UFC though, that's got to be worth something. But yeah. Yeah. He's even more inactive than Emmett's been. So, um, so yeah, I, I like the if Volkanovski is gonna take some time off, he has not been inactive. So if if he needs time off after surgery, then fine. Run a run a uh, interim title fight, which basically is just a number no one contender fight um with with the guys you know being able to call themselves the champion and making a bit more money in the next fight which is fine by me so if you want to do that go right ahead uh, that yeah. probably makes the most sense right now because it sounds like lightweight the the announced Oliveira and makash ever going to be fighting for the lightweight uh vacant lightweight belt so that that uh, weight class seems to be getting itself in order too so um yeah maybe this is a good time for volkanovsky to it isn't never a good time to get hurt but maybe you know timing's right here
0: yeah, that's true, and that that might be why they officially booked Makashev and and yep. Oliveira too. Is the timetable for Volk just didn't look good?
1: Yep. Do you want to take the you want to take the detour, uh, take um and talk about that fight and the crazy line that's come out for Olivera versus Makashev?
0: Oh yeah, did I see Makashev as like a negative one eighty five favorite or something? <laughs>
1: yeah, shit? or I. I yeah, I think it was like plus two hundred or plus like plus oh it was over, I think plus two hundred for uh for Oliveira.
0: That can't possibly that's that's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: um yeah, uh, I, sure I don't think there's Dagestan, though, dude.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's much more to say, <laughs> but like it that's a weird line. Um yeah. I d I, I can't imagine anybody going to the mat with with Charles Oliveira for twenty five minutes and winning. Uh and he's not a great boxer. So no, like Oliveira
1: would Oliver is definitely... gonna
0: peach him on the feet. Oliveira's gonna hurt yeah, him exactly. on the feet. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yep. That's Oliveira right now is anywhere, depending on where you are, what book you're at. Plus 165 to plus 190. Wow, that's crazy. I think there's some value there. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of value there. <laughs>
1: but, but we'll have to see if it changes. Uh, it's October 22nd. That will be going down in uh, Abu Dhabi UFC 281. Is that card? Um all right, so so we got featherweight sorted, we got lightweight sorted um Amanda Lemos has uh put her name back in the running for um a future title opportunity uh submitted Michelle Watterson guillotine choke minute 48 in the second round uh it was a strange one um the ref was in the wrong position did not see the tap uh Lemos stopped and said Watterson tapped and Watterson was actually um actually honest and and said yes I did tap uh, um, so the fight is over uh, a lot of people would would not would, would have uh, claimed they didn't tap but she is an honorable fighter. So Lemos wins, minus 334. Um, maybe we probably saw her doing more damage on the feet, which didn't really happen, but um, she wasn't really doing that great on the feet. But, but we she jumped a guillotine, um, got us her $29.94 for $100 bet. So we'll take it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't really have much to say about this performance because, nope. like, like you said, it, it seems like she's back on track, but it's against Waterson, so I, I don't yeah. have a lot of faith in that. I will say, did you know? I, I don't know how closely you watched that first round and whether you were scoring at home, but like the judges scored that for Waterson. Uh, yeah, I, I can that- I
1: can kind of see that. I, yeah, I, I'm not saying I, I can because you know she was doing the Jackson wink, you know, <laughs> long range point, you know, don't do any damage, but uh, pile up the strikes a bit.
0: Yeah, um, I, I saw it and it, it kind of surprised me. And then I thought more about it and I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Uh, but yeah, kind of crazy considering where the line was.
1: And that's probably actually this is I shouldn't have said Lamos is back on track because if if Watterson's out striking you and winning around, you probably aren't on track.
0: If, if you're yeah. this, no, this fearsome striker, not at the top of this division with like freaking Rose Navi units and yeah, and Zhang and Marina Rodriguez. Yeah, like you, you don't want to face any of those people if you're you're getting outstruck by Michelle Watterson.
1: Watterson Gomez. I forgot we, we need. To call Gomez. Every, everyone's adding extra names to their last name. It's getting, getting complicated. Um, I, I thought it was humorous that um, Watterson Gomez was ranked higher than the way most into that fight. That's, that's funny how, how yeah, you, how you voting I, panel people roll. That's funny.
0: I, that not all of us remember that is a, <laughs> I, I regularly remind people that that is a conglomeration. It is not a bunch of people sitting in a room debating where it goes and then putting them together. It is, uh, an aggregate scoring system.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. That, um, Yeah. Anyhow. Um, all right. We, we didn't do so hot in the next two fights. Waterweight, the leech, Lee Li Jing Liang got back on track. Uh, TKO punches in the elbows. The king of Kung Fu, Muslim Selikov has finally lost. 438 into the second round. And uh, the leech looked good. Selikov did not look good. And uh, now it's like becoming clear. He's, he's 38 already. So uh, maybe it was all smoke and mirrors with this guy heading up to this point. Yeah, he looks
0: slow. Am I wrong about yeah, that? He
1: looked old and slow,
0: which is is weird because I don't I don't ever recall thinking like oh uh, he doesn't look fast enough to hang with, you know, like what, you know, insert welterweight here. But it yeah. really felt like he was not fast enough. Um, So maybe maybe that's a bad read on my part that he's going to get slower or maybe he already has looked slower in the past and I just didn't pick up on it enough. But like, yeah, uh, Lee Li Liang and I think we mentioned this on Wednesday, too, or Thursday show. Uh, he he's got power. He he's got tons of power. It's just one of those things where he doesn't always land that power, and especially if he's up against a good striker. In this case, Salikov is usually a good striker, but man, did he look slow. So, uh, yeah, good good on Lee. He's constantly one of those dudes who like is perfect to put in between 13 and 15 in the rankings, and will just keep yep. turning away the Muslim Salikovs of the world.
1: Yep, Salikov's been out for a year too, so. Maybe he aged over that time. That's not a joke. Or maybe um, he's already sliding down the the slope here. Plus, um, Jing Liang uh, physically looked looked a lot stronger and bigger than he has in the past. So um, whatever he's doing, keep it up because he did well. Um, Wow, fight of the night for sure was the next fight. There wasn't any question about this one. It actually won the bonus as well. Uh, Matt Schnell, unfortunately, even though he's fun to watch, um, unfortunately for our bet, one via technical submission, triangle choke over Sumo 4:24 into the second round. Of course, it had to be a technical submission. Someone had to go to sleep in this fight.
0: Yeah. So two things. First of all, this fight was so good. My dad called me and asked me if I was watching it. <laughs> really? Dad, I was like, yeah, dad. I watch the them all. The was watching it. Nice. <laughs> I was like, yes, dad. I watched them all. Um, but then second of all, I'll just say this. You're saying it's unfortunate for us because we missed miss this pick. I nailed yeah. the analysis on this pick. If yep. you go, if you go back and listen Thursday, I said, if Matt Schnell wrestles, he beat Sumu Derji and I've got yeah. no faith in him actually wrestling. And when he started to wrestle, he not only beat Sumu Derji, he made Sumu Derji look like he's never fought before. He looked yeah. like a fish out of water on the mats. And it's like, it's so frustrating to watch Matt Schnell like that too, because like, how long did he hang out on the feet with Sumo Dergi and eat those elbows to the temple?
1: How many times did he did, did he
0: get knocked out on the feet? Yeah, I mean, he was, he was done. And, like, he just kept striking with him. In the, but that's the thing, though, is that, like, with Matt Schnell, we've seen that in more than one fight, right? Like, we, we yeah. saw him throw with Brandon Royval for a while. We, we saw him throw with Rogerio Bontarine for a while. I mean, like, he continuously threw with Tyson Nam for a whole fight. Tyson Nam, with no ground skills to speak of, really, he threw with him for a whole spite and just barely inched out a split decision. He threw with Pantoja. And, like, I don't know why you would throw with all of those guys, but he's been confident in it. And if he kept throwing with Muderji here, he also would have lost. Uh, And lucky for him, he just turned on that wrestling mode. And, uh, I, I mean, like, he could beat so many guys in this division with that version of himself.
1: Plus 200 dog. It's one, one of the rare plus 200s that came through, um, people who had Matt Chanel. So yeah, wild fight. Um, despite him, like continuously getting knocked out on his feet, he, he was the one that, uh, it wasn't him that his face got busted up. It was, nope. he got busted up late, you know, a minute or two later. Yeah, it was, it was a wild fight. Um, yeah. Is just going to make more coaches not uh, not be willing to to throw in the towel on um, fighters because look, because uh, one time uh, a guy actually came back from the brink of death to actually win a fight. So this is going to give uh, everyone uh, license to to keep fighting, even if they're getting the brains knocked out. So,
0: yeah, well, nobody else gives a pep talk like save solid, though.
1: <laughs> it's true. That dude it, gives
0: the best pep talk.
1: <laughs> and it's. It's, they don't have to turn the mic on like that's, that's going to match corner. No, no, you don't have to go into his corner. We, we, we hear it the whole fight.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, you, can, you can continuously hear that dude. Who is exactly. it? Um, I think it was Ramiz Brahimaya. I talked to one time and he said in one of his like first pro fights of his career, safe side hit him in the corner like with with a right right hand or something like that maybe it was a slap it might have been a slap but he's just like i wasn't fighting like the game plan that he wanted like the first thing he did when he got me on the stool was slap me in the face i was like oh damn man what a move
1: yep yep you got to know how to um how to treat your fighters i guess um all right featherweights we got this one right shane burgos beat charles Jourdain. it was a close one though majority decision 29 28 29 28 28 28 um pretty much went the way we, way we thought it would go um we had got it at minus 180 which was nice um yeah good fight i think both guys probably come out of it looking better
0: yeah i, I mean jordain looked better on his feet than i thought he was going to i yeah. ultimately I, I don't know about you I, I think the judges got it right i gave round one yeah. to burt Round one is the one that like, yeah, it, big,
1: it came out of right? one round.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because and Jordan, and Jordan clearly Jordan clearly won three yeah and, and one, one judge did give him no one judge gave he, Burgos, he Burgos a 10 10 eight? Eight
1: for the second. I think. Yeah.
0: That's a weird one. I could see a 10, yeah. eight to Jordan in the third. Yeah. um Yeah. That's kind of a weird one. I don't really like that scorecard. Uh, but that goes to show you, Mike Bell is clearly the one missing it here. And the other two guys got it. Uh, yeah, I had Burgos one and two and, and Jordan in three and and nothing bad enough for a 10 eight. So I think they got it right. But yeah, a really good fight. Like Jordan continues to be a really fun striker. I'll, I'll also say this is like he's one of those guys who, who I think Shane Burgos is the right kind of opponent to get the best competition out of him. Because like right. he he's going to face one of those like. Tough stocky guys at, at Featherweight, and he's going to have a tough time with like just getting grinded down by him. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Like Charles Jordan versus Bryce Mitchell is just like not good, you know, or Charles Jordan versus Mozart Evloev. Like, those are the guys he would need to crack the top 15 with, and th- they're going to kill him. Yep. uh
1: the, the big play, the easiest plus 160 money you'll ever make. Uh, Laura Murphy beat Misha Tate, 32, 30, 27, 29, 28. This was pretty obvious to us going into it, even though one of our friends on Twitter was, was all in on Tate and asked me, well, what does Murphy do good? And I'm like, well, she does everything well. Like maybe she doesn't excel in anyone area other than grit and toughness, but um, like th- there, there was a whole Tate uh, cutting weight. Uh, she's beat what uh, Miriam Renault is the only person she's beaten in what five or six years or whatever. Uh, not like she's looked like a world beater since she's been back. Um, yeah, she looked well, well past it last night. Um, but yeah, m- more credit goes to, to Murphy because Murphy did what we expected her to do, and it, like it's it wasn't wasn't on the Andre Petrosky plus 300 level where that one was like uh, slapping us in the face um, it, to, to pick at this, it. This it was pretty clear law to us that, that Murphy was a pretty easy pick at plus 160, and she came through for us. So that was our big score of the night.
0: Yeah, can I, I just say, first of all, her, the jab and the jab and the straight to be in there all day for her. Uh, like, she lit yeah. Misha She's, Tate up. <laughs> and she, she also showed that Misha Tate, like, while Misha Tate has been, like, a world-class grappler for a while, like, yeah. her her entries have never been, like, the prettiest thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if her hands aren't going, it's not really easy for her to drop into a, a takedown, like, unsuspectedly or, like, duck under a big shot and get get in on the legs, like she really just didn't have that. I will say I take real problem with the fact that one of the judges scored this 29, 28. Yeah. What What fucking rap. Do you know, have you checked the, the MMA no. decisions on this? No. 23 media members scored this fight, which is a high number. I feel like, I feel like there's not usually yeah. that many people on it. No, 20, no, no. 23 media members scored it all 23, 30, 27 for Lauren Murphy. Even Sherdog, even all the Sherdog guys, did not try to give Misha Tate a round in there anywhere. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it was obvious. Like, she wasn't close to being in that fight. Yeah, we
1: shouldn't let things like that slide just because the right person won. Because yeah. Because the right person doesn't always win because of stupid things like that. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. um, Not that we can do anything about it ourselves, but still, um, it, it's good to call it out. But yeah, that was... um that's the thing with mma you can get we were talking about this on on the discord you know uh boxing you, you get garbage lines in boxing but mma there are still value lines out there that seem pretty obvious to you go like a plus 160 you don't get that uh you don't get that in many other sports a plus 160 that that's a pretty you know going into it you you're pretty confident on, on it coming through
0: yeah yeah i and that was that, I mean, we both had it in our recommended place. Like, there, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a reason it's for all,
1: that. It's all based on name. And all this talk, like, oh, she's going to get a title shot. Like, what? She's beaten Mary Morneau, who, you know, uh, I thought was a good fighter. But still, she beat a, an old fighter who, in her retirement fight, is the only person she's – and she didn't she got beat up bad in her last fight. And we're talking about a title shot because she dropped down a weight class that she's never fought yeah, well, before.
0: And, and the thing is, too, is that, like, the loss to, to Ketlin Vieta was – she just, like – couldn't get any grappling going again yeah. you know like it, it wasn't yeah. like she had like these brilliant moments and then like just got edged out it she just didn't look like she was in the fight i mean it looked like fighting lauren murphy yeah
1: so yeah anyhow uh, and i'm not anti-mish tape by any means but it's just uh, i want realism here i want people to you know to tell it like it is which is what we do on this this year podcast so we told you i get in on lauren murphy hopefully uh, most of you did even though some of our, I didn't get any, um, didn't get any uh, betting slips sent to me from from this person who was touting <laughs> uh, Misha Tate heading into the fight. So, uh, um, maybe there's a reason why. Anyhow, uh, before we move on to the pre let me tell you about Sleeper. We don't want to sleep on Sleeper now, do we? Uh, let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN gang use it for theirs. It's a game-changing product, like anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too. By playing the new over/under game, it's super simple first in any sport. Choose two or more players that you like and pick the over/under. For example, number of points in basketball, or hits in baseball, then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. Main reason I'm excited about over/under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the top of a button. It's insanely fun to write it up together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now or to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. And Dan's going to give you a pick for – oh, wait a minute. Is there anything to pick for? Or are you going to give us maybe uh, I can, uh, get, all I can give you an pick? all-star
0: game one, yeah. like
1: That's true. Just, There's
0: that. I'm, I'm in on Tim Anderson. He's been uh, he's been good lately. So let's get uh, yep. Tim Anderson over in total bases. He's either going to get a go. couple of singles or a double yes
1: uh so here's what you do mobile phone get on it tim anderson is what you want to play but first you have to join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash sgp and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks that's right join our squad and get the 100 deposit match at sleeper.com slash sgp terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details so do that tim anderson is is the one to use uh, the one to use that bonus on but first not first, while you do that, make sure you use an IP vanish. because did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other eyes. That's why I use IPvanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPvanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPvanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing the speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like 89 nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So, go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right. Spelling lesson is over. All right. So, for the main card, I went 4 and 2. Dan went 3 and 3. But Dan... Beats me on the prelims. So that's you, you should have you should do a show just prelims only, because you're amazing at it, obviously.
0: Psycho shit.
1: Yeah, psycho. <laughs> all right. Let's rip through the prelims since we uh took extra long on the main card. All right. Puna Soriano came through for us, knocked out Dolce Lugambula in the second round, 28 seconds into the round. We have Puna at pretty all, all right line, I think. Uh no, we didn't. It was minus 270, but we'll take it anyhow.
0: Yeah, this this just goes back to what we said about Dolce overextending himself so often. Like, yeah, it's yep. just obvious. Um, yep. So good good on Puna getting back in the win column with a nice one there.
1: Yep. And here D- Danny comes through. Danny V came through here with uh fading. Well, it wasn't really fading Jack Shore. It was kind of fading Jack Shore, but um, talking about how Ricky Simone is underrated, which is true. Hopefully he won't be uh, after his performance against the previously undefeated Jack Shore, who now has a one beside the 16 in his record. Uh, because ricky simone beat him um so jack shore has finally lost ricky simone via arm triangle choke 328 into the second
0: round yeah he outboxed him too i would say he
1: yeah he, he outfought him pretty much period
0: i think yeah and and, and i could this, this is probably the pick i'm like the most satisfied with this from this last weekend yeah. uh because like you know, you and me were both on the same side with Lauren Murphy, and I, I think a lot of people surprisingly were. I think fat money came in on, on Misha Tate out there, like big, big money bettors out there uh, who don't know what they're doing. Just slapped a whole bunch of money down on Thank you, Misha, Tate at favorite, Misha Tate at favorite money and and prop that number up. But I did not see very many people on Ricky Simon this week. Uh, Ricky How about Simone? Simone? Yeah, not Ricky, <laughs> Simone. Ricky Simone. I didn't see a lot of people in on Ricky Simone this week. So, uh, yeah, that one felt pretty good
1: there's some kind of accent i'm not sure which accent but he it's, does over, the it's it. over the O. it's over the O. yes all right so you know who is high-end ricky simone as if this is actually a living entity but the performance rankings that i run on my mma site moneymma.substack.com, ricky simone already was seventh and this performance has put him up to third <laughs> for bantamweight so he's even had a Piotr Jan and marlon vera and hose jose aldo because he's got what he's got eight eight wins uh eight and two in the ufc uh he's won one two three five straight fights um what two straight finishes at least or maybe even more than that but
0: three out of three um, out of four but two two straight brian brian Kelleher survived but got like uh, fucking demolished
1: yeah so yeah that's right so five straight fights uh, three out of four of them finishes um so yeah he is
0: um, and he finished Marab Devashvili? I feel like yeah. people keep forgetting this dude finished Marab Devashvili.
1: Should we put some respect on his name, Dan? It's,
0: I think it's time. I mean, I've already been doing it. so.
1: No, you just, you called him Simon, so you definitely did not put respect <laughs> on his name. <head.
0: laughs>
1: Quite literally, you did not. So, okay, well, what do you, what do you want, I, I'm sure he's not going to end up third in the uh, UFC rankings, even though he is a mine. Uh, what do you want to do with him
0: next? No, he, he definitely should be fighting somebody uh, up in those bantamweight rankings. B- Bantamweight's so loaded. I, I mean, he could fight anybody. Like, uh, you, you know, you know, it would be really fun to watch him fight. Although I don't know if he's already got a fight booked or not. Actually, I think he does, which is kind of a bummer. Um, Song Dong and him would be yep. a really fun fight. Um, How him about Son- Hagen instead? Oh, I don't really want to like do. That. Uh, oh, guess who? Guess who Corey Sandegans fighting next? Song Yudong? Song Yudong. Yep.
1: Okay. All right. Never <laughs> um, mind then. Well,
0: I'll say this. It, maybe this is a fucking terrible thing to say. Uh, Ricky Simone or uh, Frankie Edgar said he wants one more retirement <laughs> right. fight in Madison Square Garden. You know, like if, if you really do believe Ricky Simone is, is the next guy, which, yep. uh, hey, I kind of think he might be, man, maybe that's the right move for him like let him do that fight um yeah. or not insane fight... not insane knockout
1: power so maybe frankie won't die in the fight at least
0: right he he. oh he's got pretty good knockout powers low key yeah yeah you can fight yeah, you can play him with pedro munoz
1: yep yep that's true yeah yeah he's he, he needs to uh he, he needs to be given a i guess he he was i'm gonna say step up in competition but he fought sixteen 16 no guy who's highly highly thought of so you're had to step up in competition maybe uh his reputation needs to be higher now, at least among the casuals. So fun fighter too. So usually has a pretty pretty decent mullet going on too.
0: Yeah. I was kind of bummed that he let that go. It would have been a great weekend for mullets between him and Cam Smith when in the open. So, uh, oh, yeah. sadly, sadly that's golf, just, right? Yeah, that is golf. Yeah. Sadly, yeah, just, just cool. one big mullet moment this weekend.
1: One big mullet moment missed. All right. Featherweights, Bill Algio made me look really good and made uh, Dan look really, really, really bad here. TKO retirement. Herbert Burns basically quit or, or was made to quit by Algios. Uh, grapp grappling, grappling, Dan, you said if it hit, if it hit the mat, uh, it was all over for Algio. but that wasn't the case. Uh, Herbert Burns, Shouldn't have made it out of the first round, but he came out for a minute 50 in the second round. And then uh, he had his big brother carry him to the back after the fight. He was so spent, but Algeo out, out fought him. He out, outstruck, struck him and out grappled him. So I I, 75, thank you. I,
0: I don't feel bad about this because no. first of all, he was in a sunk triangle for a good portion of the fight. And then do you, do you know why Gilbert Burns carried Herbert Burns out of the cage? He heard his, he had got a boo-boo on his leg, right? It, his knee came out of joint. Yeah. His knee was oh, dislocated. Uh, which I'm I'm assuming might've happened when he had that triangle locked because, uh, I I know he's had ACL issues before. In fact, I think he's had ACL surgery before. Um, and so like, if he was in that sunk triangle and the ways that Algeo was kind of like flipping his way through it, it's really easy to like, have your knee move in like a really funny way in that triangle. Totally wouldn't be surprised me if it just came out then, and then he couldn't like, like he kept not being able to get back to his feet, right. Or not being able to like throw up triangles and arm bars and stuff like that. So like, I'm imagining that to when it came out and like from then on, yeah, you're right. He was useless. So I, I don't feel really bad about this pick. Cause I think he was doing exactly what I thought he was going to do dominating on the mat and, and locking in the submission um, right up until he seemingly got hurt. So uh, yeah, like I, I don't hate that pick of birds.
1: No, I was going to say he, he's probably going to get cut, but if he's injured, then I guess not. Well, and, and, he, him,
0: and he's, Andy's a burns, you know, like it's the fun. the UFC loves Gilbert, like the yeah. UFC thinks he's the man because he he took a ton of short notice fights and shit. So, yeah, I, I think that buys him more time, even if the injury didn't buy him more time.
1: Yeah, light heavyweights. Uh, obviously everyone listened to our podcast last week and got in on Dustin Dust Jacoby. No, actually, no, I'm sorry, they didn't listen to our podcast. They got in on Daon Jung, um, and Drew drove that line from minus 135 when we recorded to like two days later i think when i was doing or maybe even a day later when did we record that we can't i can't tell the people when we recorded but yeah a, a day or two later um Jacobi was a underdog somehow so don't know why uh he knockout punch uh 313 into the first round um so what that's nine straight fights he's undefeated now he's racing uh just tearing through the light heavyweight class and we got him last 135 which we thought was a good line but apparently it wasn't
0: uh yeah it was a great line um no it yeah, wasn't
1: I, he could have at plus 100
0: yeah I, I mean it's still a great or, line because he looks yeah. so good like he, he outclassed yeah. him um his, his striking is on a different level man like he, he is really really good on the feet did you see uh somebody called him out on twitter after this oh, really? fight or, A ranked fighter ahead of him in the rankings. Who? Jimmy Crute wants uh, Ah. a little bit of Dustin Jacoby, and I don't think uh, I don't think he should want a little bit of Dustin Jacoby. I'm I'm here for that fight. I think that fight would be so fun. Like, uh, in in you don't. It should be mentioned too that like Dustin Jacoby's not a young dude to have a resurgence like this. He's 34. Like in and I mean I guess he's a light heavyweight, so they age a little bit better. But like. This, this isn't a young man having a resurgence. This is a dude who's like putting it together later in his career and uh, man, impressive as all hell. Oh, and he was on top turtle. Yeah. So before you give me that stank comment, <laughs> again, remember, uh, that's who we talked to and, and he looked just fine.
1: Yeah. He's well in, in my performance rankings. He looks like he's up to eighth now in light heavyweight. So, um, yeah, give him, uh, feed him a big name up there. Um, I think he can strike with pretty much anyone in, light heavy, in the light heavyweight class.
0: I think so too. Uh, I, I think like it, and it's funny for me to be knocking his power right now, because especially after that last fight, but like, yeah. I think his power doesn't hold up against like the tippity top of the division. Like, I don't think he's like as strong and as violent of a striker as like Jan Blankovich or Yuri Prohaska. But like, I think he's more technical than both of them at a lot of times. So like, like if we put striking into one big glass, like, yes, his, his striking holds up against anybody.
1: Got caught, cut from the UFC, went and fought some K1. Wouldn't you know it? He came back a better striker. So um, yeah, we're, uh, we're all in on Dustin Jacoby at this point. Uh, middleweights, Dustin Stoltzfus came through for Dan. He, beat, he finally got his first UFC win. Uh, this time he beat Dw- Dwight Grant 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 28. Another big hit for Dan, plus 125.
0: Couldn't have drawn it up any better myself because I did draw it up exactly that way. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a substantially better wrestler. He's bigger than Dwight Grant, and Dwight Grant has takedown issues. And that was the second and third round in a nutshell. There you
1: go. And then in the opener, I missed the opener, which is sad because I wanted to see Emily Ducott. I just, I caught some, some highlights of it, but Emily Ducat, oh, what do they call her? Do they call her? Ducati, Ducati. Dakota, not cooties, Dan, the No, not de-cooties. Dakota. <laughs> Emily Dakota sounded like she lived up to her billing. uh billing uh, blasting the legs of Jessica Penne and, and uh, rocking her on the feet. 29, 28, 29, 28, 30, 27. Tell me about the fight since I missed it. We had Dakota at a very nice minus minus one fifty.
0: Yeah. I mean, she just had Penne stumbling even in the first round. Um, But like, it, this, this is the thing I find the most impressive about her. So some of me is like yelling at the TV because I, I, told you guys that there was a plus 500 or 550 (laughs) prop for, for ducati by by tko and like so part of me was yelling like go for it go for it go for it go for it but like she very smartly did not go for it like she she knew she had penny hurt and instead of like throwing seven naked leg kicks at the the calf of of jessica penny trying to get her finished she would hit one back away Throw her one two, stru- throw throw straight down the middle, jab her again, then kick the leg. Like she she didn't like hyper focus on anything. She didn't overextend herself. It was like a very very veteran performance for Emily Ducuti. De- I keep saying Ducuti. De- Ducuti. De- 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 well, there's her there's your alt title there. Uh, Ducati. Um, you know, 28 year old, really good. Uh, bu- did you hear by the way? Um, the broadcast said what Gordina was. Uh, which
1: is i missed the fight so no yeah but but
0: i think i think on the on wednesday's episode you asked what is gordina and i was like the 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 suffix ima means small and so you're like is it like a small gordon or something like that no uh, apparently the the uh the brazilian word that means chubby is is gorda so Gordina okay. is, means little chubby.
1: <laughs> she's not a little, ch- she's not chubby. Maybe, was I, she at some point? I think,
0: I think maybe when she was younger, maybe, okay. but like, like.
1: But that's, well, why Brazilian also?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's just like a uh, jujitsu nickname, right? Like she okay. she just trains yeah. with Ricardo Laboro. Uh, so like, I, I think like that's probably where she got it. They used to call me, this Gumby. is a fun, fun, yeah, this is a fun peek behind the curtains though. Before I had the nickname Gumby, training brazilian jiu-jitsu uh they used to call me a uh
1: explain
0: a is brazilian for really stretchy
1: <laughs> oh well, there you go that, yeah. that's better than gumby really
0: yeah i thought it was clever but it, th- for some reason that one doesn't quite roll off the tongue like gumby does no. you
1: you don't get to pick your nicknames though so if if they say you're gumby then you're gumby so that's the way she goes so that's right all right so um onward and upwards for the coots Dakota. <laughs> uh, eight. all right dan and i both went eight the and four. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. our new nickname that, that's brazilian for nothing that means nothing i made dan laugh for real it wasn't that's his so... uh he wasn't trying to be nice
0: the coots
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i really tickled him with that one we, we both went eight and four that, that's what tickles me um but unfortunately dan beat me sadly so all, all this hype he gets on our uh online actually uh actually came through this week. Dan made two eighty four twenty seven on the strength of three dogs. I made two twelve forty two. So I'm not crying either. Um sixty seven percent win hit percentage on all the fights for me this year. I'm up thirteen hundred and seventy bucks. Dan's fifty nine percent hit percentage, he's down thirteen hundred bucks. Boo.
0: Plenty of time though.
1: Yes, plenty we, of time. We just, but we, hey. just sh- we chip away. Yep, chip away. Uh, recommended plays. Dan's still struggling. I uh, went two and three. A
0: lot of bad Jacoby... breaks, though. A lot of bad breaks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jacoby missed Muderji, missed Burns, hit Murphy, missed Ortega. So he was down so, almost 40. So I 40 had
0: marks. so I had a guy TKO'd with Muderji. I had a guy in a submission with Burns, and then an injury TKO. Like, oof. Yep. That, that's ultimate bad beats right there.
1: But somehow I went 3-0. and Jacoby, Lamos, Murphy. Uh, so I made 73-40, so... It was a very, uh, I've, I think I figured out the recommended plays finally. I'm up to 62%. I'm up 181 bucks to recommended plays. Dan is down almost 100, and he's at 48%. Boo. Plenty of and then. Yep. <laughs> and then our superfan Jong, uh, Hungerman Jong, superfan parlay, neither of them hit. Jacoby, Jacoby decision, Lemos knockout. They both won, but neither of those, those plays came through. But hey, it's a plus 10, uh, plus 10.05. So you can't really expect it to come through that often.
0: That's true, but but they it. were good. They were good plays. Like they I, I plays. yeah, I, I didn't neither of them hit, but man, Lemos by submission, I did not see coming.
1: Nope, we did not see her jumping guillotine, but it worked. So oh, and for the bonuses, as I told you, uh Chanel and Mudergi fight of the night, and then performance of the night, they gave it to a bunch of finishers again, which is nice to see. They gave out extra bonuses again. Lemos, Jingliang, Soriano, Simone, Algio, and Jacoby. All got fifty grand extra, so which is nice for them. If you want to see all the payouts, moneymma.substack.com. That, that, that was that was
0: every finish except for Yair, right?
1: Yes, yeah, I guess yeah, that's right. Um, and then yeah, the one finish got yeah. So that man, tells you how so, Dana yeah.
0: feels about Yair's finish.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yair, remember he he did get cut a few years ago due to uh, contract issues. So he's yeah, that's probably another reason why they're they're probably not going to rush him into a title fight. I'm sure there's still some bad blood there.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of agree. And yeah. and that's just not a performance you can sell a title shot off. No,
1: of course. No. Uh, unless your last name's uh, – unless you're like Nick Diaz or Nate Diaz, one of those right. people. Right, playoffs. right, um, All right. We got another banger of a car coming up this week. USC Fight Night Blades versus Aspinall is coming down – going down this Saturday from the O2 Arena in London, England. The Octagon is f- probably floating over uh, the Atlantic right now, right? On a big barge. I'm picturing on the back of a boat floating over to uh, England, right? I so have, no, I have
0: no idea. I assume they have multiple cages.
1: <laughs> you, you would think, but hey, I, I like to picture these things. All right, main events, Curtis Blades versus Tom Aspinall, which is, there, there's already been a lot of talk of this in the uh, SGPN Discord. Um, people seem all in on Aspinall, but um, like I'm all in him, on him normally as well. But this, this is a tough one to call. I haven't done all my research yet, but this is this isn't a slam dunk pick for me.
0: I I, I've that. wavered back and forth. Yeah, because uh, I think Aspinall is like a, a legit talent, but I also think Curtis Blades is like the most underrated fighter in the UFC. So, Especially if
1: he's gonna start knocking suckers out on the feet too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it, and like, scary.
0: and but Aspinall is a great boxer too, though. But also, right. As, like Aspinall then showed he's also a really good wrestler. Yep, good jujitsu specialist. It's kind of fun. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a weird one. Yep,
1: very good fight. We will break it down more, obviously, on our shows coming up this coming week. Uh, Comey and I met one of our patron saints of the podcast. Action man, Chris Curtis, stepping in on short notice, which is what he does, versus Jack Hermanson. That is a fun one. Patty Pimblett, not a patron saint of this podcast, going up against Jordan Levitt. Nikita Krylov versus Alexander Gustafsson. It looks like he may actually come back and make it all the way to fight night. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, At I'm light rolling. heavyweight. Yes, light heavyweight, excuse me, yep. Meatball Molly versus Hannah Goldie. Paul Craig versus Volkan Ozdemir. There's there's some value there. Paul Craig is the underdog at this point. Um, so that, that's a pretty bang and main card. Um, and then prelims, Mark D. Casey versus Demir Hadzovic, Nathaniel Wood versus Charles Rosa. Mokwan Americani versus Jonathan Pierce. Muhammad Mokayev versus Charles Johnson at Flyweight. Uh, Jai Herbert versus Kyle Nelson. Victoria Leonardo versus Mandy Baum. Claudio Silva versus Nicholas Dalby. Another Fantastic fight card.
0: Yeah, and you you actually missed—they just yes. announced uh, ludovic Lud- Klein fighting Mason Jones. That's another uh, banger of a fight. Yeah, getting Mason Jones like a, as a late ad is phenomenal. Like, who doesn't want to see a Mason Jones fight? This is a
1: crazy good uh, fight card again, which I yeah. guess should be expected. It's you know I, I know it's just a fight night, but it's it's in the O2 arena in London, so it's a big big arena. And a, a big event for them to be back in, in England, so they kind of stacked the card. Lots of you, uh, lots and, of your and, and it.
0: headlined in, headlined by like maybe two or three of the biggest names in England right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being Aspinall, Pimplet and, and McCann are like the the ones that were like heavily touted yeah. right now.
1: And then uh, they had Darren Till until he pulled out. So yeah, they
0: they yeah. had them all, all there. Um, but we
1: get Chris Curtis, which is even better if you ask me.
0: Way better. Well, especially
1: oh. for us, we love Chris Curtis. So, facts. um, with facts, hashtag facts. Although,
0: didn't you pick Brandon, Brendan Anders, or Allen to beat him?
1: Probably, yeah. That was what two fights ago.
0: Yeah, you, yeah. you did. Yeah. I know for a fact. Uh, I'm yes, asking, I, I, I'm asking. I, I wasn't, in a I wasn't all in manner. yet. <laughs> yes.
1: I um, I wasn't all in yet. We are now all in. As a collective, we are all in on him now.
0: Is that a Brendan Allen nickname joke?
1: Oh, that's true. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I, yes. No, we're not all in. It. Oh, we don't mind Brendan Allen, but no. As a collective, the SGPN uh, community is all in on Action
0: Man. Yeah, I, I would say so, too. Chris we, Curtis. And, and uh, I really like Jack Hermanson, but, you know. Yeah, he's fine, but. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I think we're tipping our hands here, aren't we?
0: Yeah, that's okay. They all knew. <laughs> Everybody knew. They,
1: they know, I, I think I've said it out loud that I'm I'm not going to uh, fade uh, Chris Curtis ever again until you know in, until he proves me proves me wrong. So, um, all right. So that that's coming up though. We got another podcast even in between that. We'll we'll be breaking down these on Wednesday and Thursday. We'll be breaking down the uh, prelims and the main card respectively for that fight card. But we're gonna be back in New years in less than 24 hours or around 24 hours. Uh, Monday we will be dropping a podcast for. Some, well, we usually would say regional, but there's actually, we're doing some big cards this week. One one championship, which is the biggest promotion ever, I think, in, in, <laughs> in MMA, right?
0: That's correct. It's... The, 28 uh,
1: billion people, Watcher?
0: 7 billion, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah at <laughs> least. Um, so We got that. We got Bellator. We got Invicta. And we got Cage Warrior. So we got some four pretty big promotions we're going to give you picks on. Well, Dan's going to give you picks. I'm going to give you background. Um, Dan's the picker for those things, so... Uh that will be in yours on Monday. That will be episode 172. Uh until then, Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that. Did you have fun with it yesterday during the fights?
0: Yeah, I was out of town a little bit, so I was a little bit more docile with it than typical. But uh I'll, I'll be back at it a little bit harder during the London card.
1: Yeah, docile is not something said often on this podcast. It's this not a docile <laughs> podcast. Um <laughs> And then um our non-docile uh personal Twitter accounts, Gumby Vreelin for Gumby. And then uh, I would be Jeff Fox writer. Like I said, get in our Discord, lots of fun. You can read my MMA stuff at MoneyMMA.substack.com, including a pick'em contest for Blades Aspinall, which I'll be posting on Monday. Um Dan's got the top turtle MMA podcast, which will be coming out later this week, and we'll tell you he's hinting at at who's on it, um, but we'll we'll give you all that info later on in the week. Um, so we wouldn't be like Like I said, we'll be back in your ears on Monday. Until then, I will remain Senior Perfecto, Jeff Fox. He will remain the coots, Gumby Vreeland, (laughs) And we'll talk to you Monday. Bye.